1: This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review. Welcome to a special Christmas Eve edition of Catholic Review Radio. With us today on the show is Father Tyler Klein, and we will t- be talking about the Incarnation and the Meaning of Christmas. Father Tyler Klein is a Baltimore-Aryan native. He grew up at St. Philip Neary Parish in Linthicum. After graduating from Loyola-Blakefield, he attended Fordham University in the Bronx, where he studied history. Having discerned a call to the diocesan priesthood, he returned to Maryland, and we're grateful for that, and he entered Mount St. Mary's Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland. He holds a Master of Divinity degree from Mount St. Mary's Seminary and a Baccalaureate of Sacred Theology from the Dominican House of Studies. Father Tyler was ordained a priest for the Archdiocese of Baltimore June 22, 2019. He has served as Associate Pastor at Resurrection St. Paul in Ellicott City, and since July of 2021, he's served as Priest-Secretary to Archbishop Laurie. Father Tyler is also a member of the Fraternity of Communion and Liberation. Welcome to the show, Father Tyler. Good to see you, Chris. Thanks. You know, when we pray the Nicene Creed during Mass, we bow when we say, for us men and for our salvation, He came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. Th- this seems to hint just by our posture that the incarnation is different. The incarnation of Jesus Christ as a human person is a core belief of our faith. Is that the way you see it?
2: Absolutely. I, I think, you know the liturgy teaches us and and um, not only the words, but it also the gestures, you know, highlight the importance of certain words. and it 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 reminds us of of really what is the most radical claim about Christian in Christianity, um the radical claim of Christianity, uh, which is that um uh, the 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 Lord who who made all things, the Lord through whom all things were made um takes flesh and that he dwells among us right that he is uh is 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 in this world uh and and takes takes on our human nature shares uh, in that in all things but sin um and i think you know uh, as if we've grown up as catholics we we just sort of take this you know for granted oh yeah that's one of the things we believe but we forget how how very radical uh, that is and how central that is to christianity
1: Mm-hmm. Father Luigi Giussani, an Italian priest and theologian and founder of the International Catholic Movement, Communion and Liberation, of which you are a member, had a unique perspective on the Incarnation. What it means when the Gospel tells us the Word was made flesh? Can you talk about that?
2: Sure. Uh, so, so Father Giussani, um, he entered seminary very young, as as was common uh, in his time, uh, and uh, he had an experience um, early in seminary and in, in, in when he was in high school um, uh, where he was very taken by, um, the poetry of the Italian poet, Giacomo Leopardi. And, uh, he spent his summer basically memorizing this guy's poems, which yeah. I, I often <laughs> think, uh, you know, if our seminarian spent a summer memorizing poems, you know, where we'd be, but, um, uh, it's kind of great. So, um, but he was listening to a lecture. Um, one of his professors was giving about, um, the first chapter of John's gospel. And, um, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And you have to remember, of course, at that time um, that gospel was read at every single mass. Right? It was uh, the the so called last gospel uh, that was that was read at the end of of every mass. And so um, the, his professor is saying, um, you know, that that everything that we long for, uh, goodness, beauty, truth, justice. Uh, has taken flesh and lives among us, dwells among us. And so later on that day he's he's in the chapel and and he's reciting a poem in his head as an act of Thanksgiving after communion. again, if our seminarians were doing this, um, But he realizes that this this love poem, basically that that, you know, this poet he respected, uh, wrote that what the poet is seeking, the lover that he is is longing for, is ultimately the Lord and, and that, that longing that he has um, the longing that is true in every human heart is among us, right. Has, has, has taken flesh. Um, And so uh, for him, you know, that was really the, um, the crux of, of everything. Um, He, uh, he had an interesting life. So he, he was an academic and then took up uh, realizing that there was sort of this, this growing um educational emergency you know that that realizing that young people um did not have a sense that that the lord was indeed with us that the lord was uh, what what they were desiring was was to be found uh, in in christ and in the church um so he went to go teach in a high school and and one of the um the the images he used to try to convey you know basically the essentials of christianity um and this is impossible to do in a radio show but it's it's basically the series of of arrows all pointing up toward an X uh, and showing that, you know, throughout time uh, everyone has desired, you know, something, everyone has desired something that is the answer to all things. Uh, And then Christianity is this arrow that goes from the X down. And, and that's the incarnation, right? That Mm -hmm. all of human history is this longing for something which answers everything, right? Something which is, is the fulfillment of our longing, but the unique announcement of Christianity is to say, what we're longing for, actually comes into history, mm-hmm. uh, actually comes in, and dwells among us uh, in in the person of Jesus Christ.
1: But God, for Himself, had no need to become human. I mean, God God is omnipotent; He doesn't really need us. So why why did God become man?
2: Yeah, the the catechism very early on, and in the. Um, the Universal Catechism of the Church. Uh, there's this beautiful line that says, "God infinitely blessed in Himself in a plan of sheer goodness, right? Uh, that he, he does this in a plan of sheer goodness. Why? So that we might share in His blessed life." Um, and so, uh, again, th- there's a th- there's some things that you know I think we kind of just take for granted, or 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 right. we don't necessarily think about, but you know that God in His very self, you know, is is perfectly, you know, satisfied, so to speak. God has everything God needs, right? right, right. Um, it's not that uh, he de- depends on us or he He needs us or something, but that in a plan of sheer goodness, he creates us. Uh, he comes to dwell among us that we might share in his life, right? That it's it's just sheer goodness. Mm-hmm. And so it's a reminder of really the, the, you know, the profound depth of his love, Um and also, you know, it, it, to to recognize that um that he does this as as the means of rescuing us, right, from mm-hmm. uh from the pattern of 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 sin and death, right? Um and and that he he does this, that there's a you know the beautiful prayers of liturgy that tell us that um that the cause of our downfall might become the means of our redemption, right? We often think of our humanity as being like cause of our downfall, right? We see mm-hmm. this from from the Garden of Eden right, right. that uh, uh our our desire to uh, to grasp right to assert ourselves to 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 put ourselves in the place of God um we we, we see this even in, we, in expressions we use right I'm only human, right, right. meaning like uh I, I make mistakes or I'm I'm prone to to error um but that God uses that means of our downfall, to be the means of our redemption. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he uh, says like, I'm going to give up on humanity. Right. <laughs> that didn't work out so well in the beginning. So let's try something else, but says, no, actually that's what I'm going to use. I'm going to use, use the human as, as, as the vehicle.
1: Right. Because not only did God love us so much that, that he created humanity and blessed humanity, but he joined us, you know, and, and said, I'll be a part of that.
2: Absolutely. Right. And, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, the, you know, recently we there, there's, we've, we've, I think, uh, come to use much more frequently this word accompaniment, right? Yes. Uh, to talk about sort of a, a way of, of ministering as a church, a way of evangelizing as a church. Um, but, you know, this is the method of the Lord Jesus, right? Which is, what's his answer? It's, uh, again, we have to remember God, God can do whatever God wants and God can achieve our salvation however he, however he, he wills. But uh it is uh, you know, in the words of Saint. Thomas, fitting, right yes. that um that he would become one of us. why? because his answer is presence, right It's not uh, just words, but it's to actually be there right and to be with us right uh, to to accompany us, to walk with us
1: and, and that accompaniment I I'm going to, you know, recall the scripture from the Easter season, not from the, the Christmas season, but when Jesus walks with the disciples on the way to Emmaus, which is just a, a story that touches my heart, because Jesus is walking along with them, not in front of them, not behind them, pushing them, but walking alongside them, explaining everything. And it just that that idea of God walking among us is so powerful, I think, to us that, that we just we, we don't comprehend that all the time. God is still walking among us, still walking with us.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And, and this is, um, so it's, it's interesting. One of the devotions that's very popular in, um, in communion liberation is the the praying of the Angelus, you know, so mm-hmm. at least three times a day to pray this prayer, um, with the the dialogue of, of, of the angel Gabriel and, and the blessed Virgin Mary. We're calling that moment where the Lord comes to dwell among us, but it's interesting that, um, the, the, the traditional, um, uh, exchanges, you know, and the word became flesh and dwelt, past tense, right. uh, among us. But um, we say the word became flesh and dwells among us, um, which is a reminder that, uh, you know, the reality of God with us, um, you know, hasn't gone away, right? And that that presence, right, his uh, his being with us uh, is kept alive in history through the reality of the church, Right. The church, you know, we, we talk a lot about oh, the church is the body of Christ. And and again, we often kind of think about that just as a just sort of a nice image or mm-hmm. it's, it's but to take that on as a, as a as a reality. Right. That this is this is the means by which uh, the Lord is is present, is dwelling among us uh, here and now in, in in our own time.
1: Yeah, that's an important distinction. Well, after the break, we are going to talk some more with Father Tyler Klein about the incarnation and the meaning of Christmas. This is Chris Gunty and you're listening to Catholic Review Radio.
3: The Archdiocese of Baltimore makes the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through training and background checks and by implementing a zero tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org accountability. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review. In a court hearing December 18th, Judge Michelle Harner said she would make an order setting May 31st as the bar date in the Archdiocese of Baltimore's Chapter 11 bankruptcy reorganization case. The move sets the deadline by which anyone who has a claim against the Archdiocese, including anyone who was abused before September 29th, 2023, by clergy, religious, or employees of the Archdiocese, must submit a claim to be included in the potential settlement. Now that the bar date is set, the Archdiocese must meet certain communication requirements. According to Christian Kandersky, Executive Director of Communications for the Archdiocese, these requirements ensure that the Archdiocese informs its constituencies and the public that it has filed for Chapter 11 and that there is a finite period during which claims must be filed. The Archdiocese is also required to provide information on how to access a claim form, which will be available on the web at archbalt.org. In downtown Detroit, drivers and pedestrians traveling down Fort Street toward Cass Avenue this December are being given a timely message. You are not alone. It's a busy intersection so that's usually true in a literal sense. But this Advent, the Archdiocese of Detroit also wanted people to know they weren't spiritually alone. The Archdiocese I Am Here campaign is an immersive initiative designed to encourage Catholics to discover Christ's real presence in the Eucharist. A huge billboard near the Detroit People Mover, an elevated public transit rail system, reminded passersby of this simple, comforting fact. For the latest news, subscribe to the Catholic Review's e-newsletter, by texting WMET to 84576 or visit CatholicReview.org.
0: This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. We are back on Catholic Review Radio
1: talking with Father Tyler Klein about the Incarnation and the meaning of Christmas. Father Tyler, uh, what things can people do in their homes to help them celebrate the significance of Christmas? And I'm not necessarily talking about singing Happy Birthday, Jesus, but if that helps little kids make the connection, then I guess that's okay. But uh, what are some good ways to focus on what people call the reason for the season?
2: Yeah, that's a that's a, a great question. Um, I think, you know, as with any um, major feast day, um, is, is to see this as an opportunity maybe to to do something new or to do something that maybe we should have been doing that we haven't been doing.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and so, um, to kind of say this is a, a new beginning, right? Uh, Christmas, of course, you know, the, the Lord who is, um, I, th- I think the unique thing about Christmas is you know, the Lord's present with us, right? He's present in the womb of the Virgin. Um, but what's the, what's the unique gift of Christmas? We see his face, right? He, uh, he he suddenly is is seen the god who is present becomes becomes not only present but visible right to us um so to take this as an opportunity maybe to 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 start something new and and i maybe have just two suggestions one um is this little prayer the the angelus you know if you if you travel uh, abroad or or actually even in downtown baltimore you know at at noon all the bells are going off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh and this, you know, this was a reminder to people uh wherever they were to stop what they were doing and to pray the Angelus, to pray this prayer uh that is reminding us about this central fact of the incarnation, right? That that the Lord has has come uh, to take flesh and and dwell among us. I think it's a great, it's a great practice, you know, in the morning at at midday and at the end of the day, it's very short, but it just reminds us that. God is God is actually here uh, with us uh, God God is among us and I'd say along with that my second suggestion would be at the end of the day to sort of ask ourselves this question to say, okay if I if I believe uh that he is is with me, right if I believe he is among us that he's taken flesh, where have I seen him right where have I seen his face today? And uh you know so at the end of the day, you know to have this this moment of silence, uh, you know, oftentimes as, as Christians, we do this examination of conscience at the end of the day, which is, you know, a very good practice, but sometimes it can only just be about, okay, where did I, where'd I mess up today? Right? where did oh, I, yeah. where did I fall short today? Um, but to, to, to see that also as a time to say, where did the Lord show himself to me, right? Where, where did I recognize his presence? Where did I see his face? Um, and when we see it, uh, when we, if we can come up with a, you know, a very good example, a very clear example in our experience, um, then to give thanks to God, if we haven't seen it, right. Which is also a real possibility.
1: So actually if our eyes aren't open to
2: it. Exactly. Right. If, uh, you know, uh, we, 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 as the Archbishop said in his Advent message, right. We, we see because we look, right. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we're, we're not looking. So knowing we're going to do this at the end of the day, I think also encourages us, to look right. Uh, you know, it's, you you gotta, you gotta have an answer, so to speak, but, you know, sometimes just the concerns of the day, um, you know, our own struggle with, with sin, um, whatever it may be, blinds us, uh, to, to his presence. So when we don't see it, right. Just to, uh, to be honest about that and, and to, to beg, right. To ask the Lord to say, I didn't see you. I don't know where you are in this. Um, help me to see. Right. Help, help me to see you. And in a particular way to ask our, our, our blessed mother, um, who, you know, is is uh, is completely like us. Right. I mean, is is uh, our tainted nature's solitary boast. Right. She's 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 got uh, all the all the same things we do. But but uh, to ask her in a particular way. Right. To help us to see her son. Right. To help us to see the way uh, he's he's with us it's, it's amazing how, you know, this doesn't change the circumstances of our life, right? It doesn't change our, doesn't make our problems go away. It's not magic, right? But um, it gives us a different uh, awareness, right? And I think that's very much at the heart of the incarnation. It's at the heart of this, um, this sacramental worldview, as we'd say, as Catholics, right? We believe that the whole visible world shows us something of, of God, right? Reflects something of, of God. Um, And that that changes the way we approach everything, right? That um, that everything then becomes a way of reflecting God's God's goodness, God's truth, God's beauty, God's justice, um, and and so then life is um, life's beautiful, right? Life is life is charmed. It's not um, something that we have to be afraid of or something that we um, we we dread, right. uh, but something that we kind of e- e- embrace with joy.
1: Right. What are some of your favorite memories of Christmas?
2: That's a good question. Uh you know, I the I, I'm a priest, I guess I you not 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 unsurprisingly. Um, you know, the midnight mass, uh, you know, we we were still a parish that did it at at midnight, uh, when I was growing up, right? So there was there's a certain mystique to that. Um, my my father's family uh are of German heritage, so Christmas Eve was our our celebration, and then we'd um go to midnight mass. And uh I don't know, there's something about um uh, I think that uh, to have this 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 uh, time of worship in, in the middle of the night, right, especially when you're a kid, that's uh, that's that's very special. You know, and then I think like many people, um, you know, just uh, uh, to be with my family. Um, my mother's a phenomenal cook and uh, uh, food and lots of food is her, her love language. So, uh, uh, you know, just having <laughs> a, a great feast, right, which, you know, we also can't forget as Catholics, you know, that's also part of the equation where we tend to think uh, the the fast part, you know, is, is the Catholic part. And then the feast part is the secular part, but uh, the feasting part is also ours, right? That the word itself comes from our calendar, our liturgical calendar. So to recognize that, you know, that, uh, the celebration of the mass, of course, but also, you know, that big dinner or lunch we have on Christmas, that's, that's also a way that we're, we're celebrating uh, this, this, this Holy day.
1: Yeah, and, and when I was growing up, we, we did a couple of different things. We did kind of a little paraliturgy in our own house, and I have nine siblings, so there were a lot of us, uh, and we would, you know, do a little prayer service and, and that, and then we would go to Midnight Mass, and we would come back and have ham and cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it, it was kind of all part of this whole thing, uh, and, and so I, I, I hear what you're saying about all of those things, that that those connections are, are really, really what makes the, the, the holiday for us. Sure. How can people take advantage of the Christmas season to develop a more personal relationship with Jesus?
2: Sure, and you know, like like I said before, any of these any of these holidays is it's a time to start again, right? And so if there's that thing we've been putting off, right, uh, uh, to do it, right? If um, you know, maybe we we're not as regular in our attendance of, of Sunday Mass, right? Um, here's a new start, right? Uh, make a make a promise, a little birthday gift to Jesus, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna go, uh, you know, every Sunday this year, Lord. Um, uh, if we're going every Sunday, praise God. You know, um, then you know, is there something else I can do? Um, uh, perhaps to make a, a resolution about about prayer, right? Um, uh, I I often tell people in confession, you know, it's better you pray, you know, five minutes every day than an hour once a month, you know. So um, just to to make a a, a resolution about beginning again uh in, in in that to spend uh that that as i said that the time at the end of the day asking you know where where have i seen his face where have i recognized his his presence so i think just to to embrace it as um as an opportunity to begin again because of of our awareness that he's with us right he's he's here and so how's my life going to be different right what am i going to do differently um because of this this fact right that 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 the Lord God has come to dwell among us.
1: Yeah. And how can we remind ourselves all through the year that the incarnate Jesus is with us. God is with us. Emmanuel.
2: Yeah. And I mean, that's where, you know, I think that, that, that gesture, that prayer gesture of, of, of the annunci- of the, uh, the Angelus, right. Praying with the annunciation is great. Cause it's three, three times a day, a reminder. He he's there. He's there with us. Right. And it's amazing when we do that because then it's not just the the moment. Right. But it's, it's, the, the time between, right. That we start kind of, of, of looking more, uh, for him. Um, and, and I think the benefit of it too, is that, um, you know, one of the dangers we can have is we think, well, yeah, Jesus is in, in the church, like over in, in church things. Right. Right, right. And so like I go, I kind of fill up with my, uh, Get my battery supply, you know, stocked up. And then I go out into the world where he's not there, you know, <laughs> and uh, that's where I I spend the battery power that I've, that I've gained, that I've stored up. Right. Um, but he, Christ is all in all, right. He is, um, he, there is not a place, uh, as the psalms say, you know, where can I flee from your presence, right. That, that right. you're, you're, you're everywhere, um, Lord. And so um, I, I think it's a, a reminder to us that, you know, he's, even, you know, in our, our workplace, even perhaps with that colleague that we find frustrated, whatever it may be, you know, he, uh, he's there, right, uh, right. somewhere. so just taking those, um, those, those, those three little moments at the beginning of my day, at the middle of my day, at the end of my day, just to, to, to pray this prayer and say, you're here. Right.
1: And that, then that helps then sanctify the rest of the time because, you know, you've just prayed or you're just going to pray. So it's kind of all,
2: Absolutely. Yeah. The, the the danger is we kind of like we we stock up and then we just kind of run out, right? So, um. But the I mean, this is where you know the the Lord's command to pray without ceasing, right? Uh, what is prayer? Prayer is lifting of the heart and mind to God, right? And so, build in little little times throughout the day where we take our nose kind of out of what we're we're you know focused on, and we raise our heart and mind to God, right? And then the amazing thing is that when we then put our nose back down into that work where we are we won't be surprised when we find him there. Yeah. Right. We find him there a little more readily.
1: Good. Well, we hope that you find Christ everywhere you are. We have been talking today with Father Tyler Klein about the incarnation and the meaning of Christmas. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Chris. Next week, we will be talking with uh, Father Tyler's and my boss, Archbishop William Lori, about the year that's ending and looking ahead to 2024. We wish all of our listeners uh, to have a blessed Christmas and a happy new year. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review, and you've been listening to Catholic Review Radio.
3: Remember the spirit of your parish community, the power of worshiping together, the warmth of friends new and old who share your faith. Join us for Mass this weekend. Visit archbelt.org to find a Catholic parish near you. Feel the joy.
1: Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO. 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app.
0: Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.